0: Oh, I'm sorry. We're live. Okay. Okay. I got you. You are now about to witness the crushing Awesome um, might of the U G S Robinson show. The kid is sleeping, so. Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends. What's new? Nothing. Nothing much new around here with me. (laughs) Nothing at all. Just about to have a show, that's all. Bringing us in as she has, excuse me, I need to adjust my head gear. Every week he, since she has his 2007 Bob Riley from Stigmata. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing, in the record Calling of the Just, still available from Revelation Records in Hainter Beach, California, where they, she the death in a nightclub hit your car with a hammer and run your mayor pro tem out of town on the rail blocking my vision listen well I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Being paid back and for always nothing. All right, my friends. All right, well, I don't know. It's kind of cold up in Northern California now, kind of rainy and dreary. So I was just a little cold. I had to snuggle myself up. In a variety of clothed, clothed fabrics, uh, just random clothed fabrics I might have had sitting around the house, maybe. This is version a, a two, a three, a zero of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Two, three, zero. Let's get to the commercials. Pinko a 95014 a a at yahoo.com is where you PayPal pal out of cash. Patreon. Patreon.com slash the stomper is where if you just want to set it and forget it where you would go. Eugene dash Robinson dash 28 is either Venmo or Cash App. I can't remember which. And Planet Oxbow, capital P, capital O, Oxbow is where you could Venmo more cash. More I can't remember which. You can do it the old-fashioned way. You could mail it, but I'm not going to give that mailing address out again because I'm trying to decommission that uh, and get less and less mail there because I'm going to have to move it anyway. So, two thirty, you might say, Eugene, what's what's new with you? What's what? What have you been doing since since the last week's show? And I said, I don't know, mostly training jiu-jitsu. And then something happened that was disconcerting at jiu today. Training, it's 7 o'clock on Sunday. Only lunatics are getting, getting up 7 o'clock on Sunday. But there's a reason that you get up 7 o'clock at Sunday so it doesn't interfere with the entire rest of your day, which, given how Sundays work in my case, involves the substack, and the Eugene S. Robson Show Stomper, as well as the Care, Don't Care Preview. We'll get to the Care, Don't Care Preview in a bit. So we're we're wrong, and it's not with great enthusiasm. If you had a tough week training, and Saturday is usually one of the toughest weeks, toughest days of the week, because I have to go with the, uh, you know, agent provocateur, Leopoldo Serrao, inevitably. And I, at least I figured out the mystery, misery, mystery as how he manages to almost uh, unscrew my head from my body. And I go, you know, how come he's the only one who can do that? I can't. I hadn't really thought it through. And I'm trying to do the same thing to people. I'm trying to get, you know, get behind them and move their hands and twist his, their heads off their body. And their heads just slide. And I go, oh, Of course. How come I haven't seen the most obvious, the eight inch wrist brace that he has with Velcro on it that he uses to gain traction and turn your head like it's a pop top on a bottle? That's why I can't get it. So I'm usually pretty beaten up every day. I'm usually pretty beaten up Sunday after Saturday and getting up at seven o'clock in the morning is no easy shakes. All right. It's raining this morning. It's cold. The wind is blowing. The raccoons are on the roof doing what God knows what the fuck they're doing on the roof. I'm concerned now. I have a huge conifer in the front yard that's going to collapse on the house and murder me. So I'm not sleeping that well. So I go. And, uh, and of course, you know, the the errant and insane physical therapy that I did that was supposed to fix my heels, only marginally fixed my heels, but magnificently made my hips a lot worse. I go to the doctor. The doctor says, well, if you look at your hips like, a, like corn on the cob, like you're going to stick those little corn tongs in the side of the corn cob, right? You stick them in the side. You know, so I have been told that if, it, if where your pockets are on your pants, if that's what's hurting, those are not your hips. If you have hip problems, you feel it inside, on the opposite side, kind of where your legs meet your crotch. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I know that since I went to the physical therapy, the heels hurt less but like where my pockets are on the side hurt more. So I, I'm just saying this by preparation to explain to you what I look like during warmup. I look like Fred Sanford during warm up. That's not the point. The point is I've taken stock of the room and I've seen everybody there. And so we roll and, you know, we roll and I'm moaning and groaning and rolling. Uh, we, uh, we warm up, we roll. And I look up and then the, the fat and balding sarau is standing behind the front desk. And, what are you doing here? And uh, at this point now, I'm, I'm we're done. We're sitting on the, oh, we've just taken the, the, the class photo, which we do on Sundays because it's a special secret Sunday service. You have to be invi- invite only. And the way it works is you get invited. If you don't come, you're never invited again. So I do this right before the care don't care. I'm there, so I say, what's he? And he's walking over to me. And I go, what, what? Don't, you get out of here. My neck is still hurting from yesterday when you almost twisted it off my body. And he goes, oh, you know, I'm trying to do things the way I did them before. And I don't know where this is going. And he throws a belt in my face. Last time he just threw it on the floor. Maybe he threw it in my face and it dropped on the floor. And I go, I'm not picking that up. Well, this has been four or five years since then. Twelve years, 12 years in total I've been training with the guy. I, I came to him technically officially a white belt, but I was no white belt. So he quickly said, "Hey, you know, you should probably start with blue belt. We start there." And he manages. Not only does he not give out belts easily, he makes you wait a long time. We have eight year, eight year blue belts. There's a strategy to this, right? Some would call it the sandbagging strategy. I don't know, but I always feel like I'm three years away from actually deserving. I was just now starting to feel like I deserved that brown belt. So much so that when in a scramble for belt supremacy, I stole the stripes off of Marty G's belt, he returned the favor, not only by stealing the stripes off of my belt, but by stealing my whole belt, taking it home, having his seamstress wife shorten the belt and return it. Of course, he maintains that I'm insane for believing he's done such a thing. But of course, a crazy person would say that. So he throws the belt in my face. And I'm like, and I think I said at the time, don't, the first words out of my mouth were, don't do this. And if you've ever studied jujitsu for any length of time, you know why I said don't do this. Because not only do you imagine that you're a fraud, because you don't really deserve it. Well, you see the eyes of everybody in the room who will now trying to systematically murder you every day to send a message i'm next it's like that Chappelle skit where he's in the barbershop and they hear that he just turned down 60 million uh uh for or that he got 20 million for a tv show all of a sudden his haircut costs twenty thousand dollars it's the same look Throws the thing at me, and it was, it was like a surprise party. I go, did you guys know this was going to happen? Because guys showed up that haven't usually showed up. They just showed up. What are you doing? Oh, so you knew. Not only did they know, but my two of my daughters knew because he was trying to do some. At first, he said he was going to connect. He was going to connect balls to it. That's right, balls. Rubber porn store balls. He was going to find them and it, or cut them off of a dildo. And attach them to the belt, wrap it up in a package. But then he says, "Well, when Eugene gets it, I won't be there to see the facial expression, so it's worthless." Okay. So then he said he figured he would tell me that they were having uh, my, my grandson was going to get a stripe, and I needed to come down to participate. Then my, they show up, my grandson's belt would not be there, and he said, "You know, go out and get the, go ahead and get your belt." And so he would run outside and get the belt, and he would come back in with my belt, but then my kid tricked him by moving. He did threaten them both and said, "If you tell your father, I will. I will kill you or punish you." Okay. So they were sworn to secrecy. Hey, not a whisper. All this stuff for a paranoid like me. All this stuff going on around my sleep and back. I don't like it. People talking, making plans, and he's got further plans because you know, at the Sorrell Academy, this doesn't mean much of anything without the certificate. In one case with the Black Post, it took him eleven months of so him him. He, E, 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 j- yanking it away before the guy got the certificate. So it could be a year before I have the certificate. in the Meantime, I got a room full of murderers who are trying to murder me because of this. So I said, "Don't do this. Just let me skate on Easy Street. I can barely walk as it is, I'm sixty fucking years old. Let me. hey you make me an Instagram meme with that cute old guy who comes out in the mat and everybody leave, claps. The the fuck you will." You will not do this to me. And yet he did. However, I learned it's part of a larger schema. It wouldn't be the Surround Academy if if it's like Jenga. The, 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 the point is to create the greatest amount of disturbance with the least movement of pieces. So if you look at it, these are, these are plays to make other people extremely miserable. And, of course, they will attempt to subjugate me in order to alleviate their misery. So it's a sword that cuts both ways. But I have to say, now that I have it, it's like when I got my my Grappler's Quest belt, which is around here somewhere. I used to hang it on the wall. It's across the room. I'm too lazy to get up and get it. And and, uh, Brian Chimmin said, look, we don't have it. (laughs) We have the display one, but I want to send you yours. You know, it's a big dookie belt, like the Oofsie belt. And so it shows up in the post office. And the guy says, oh, you got a package. It's big. And I go, yeah, well, wait, there's not a lot of people in the post office, but a few. And I just start tearing into it before I sign for it. It goes, well, you got a sign? I go, why wait, and I open it, and it's the belt. And the guy goes, what? The guy in the post office starts cheering. All the people working in the post office start cheering. People behind me online get caught up in the moment, and they start cheering. I put the belt on, I sign the piece of paper and I walk out and I'm thinking, this is probably the the biggest dickish thing I've done in a long time, a week. But you know what? If you have one, you know why I've done this. And if you don't have one, who cares what you think? Yeah, I've told people that story and I could see echoing in their eyes this idea, what a fucking dick that is. I have to say, you know what? Do you have one of these at home? The only one who got me on that was Kungo. That was the only one who got me on that. And Kungo said, as I went to where my kids used to train MMA with him, right? I know it's kind of unpopular to say train MMA because they used to do wrestling, Brazilian uh, 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 jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai with him. So I'm just trying to get some shorthand going. I know the difference. And you know, I bring it in to show and my kids are excited. Look at my dad's belt. And some of the coaches, you know, dared to be kind of excited. And Congo walking by somewhere, something to stop and look and say, Hey, they pay you for that? <laughs> and and walk off. I go, <laughs> oh, it takes all kinds of haters. All kinds. All kinds. No, they don't pay me for that. I'm an amateur. Not like you, Mr. Professional. I'm an amateur. I just do it for fun, I pay an entry fee, and I win, 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 and they give me a big giant belt, free outside of what I had to pay to enter the competition. it's too you can't let another guy have a moment. Well that's fine. If I don't train with you, if I train with you, I completely understand I'll say it now, you trying to murder me. I'm not holding it against you. I'm saying I have a few shows coming up in October. So let's soft pedal it until I get back from the shows. I cannot be playing festivals in Porto, Portugal, injured. I get back, we we can start murdering each other with with impunity. So, so this is this is what's happening with the belt. I was I was scared to death. He tied it so well. And I know I'll never tie it again. I left it, I left it tied the way he did and shimmied out of it. And then of course, uh, 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 the wife threw the bag outside um, because yeah, exactly. JB knows, and I'm going to do it at the top of the hour because I don't count that everybody. Oh, maybe I'll do it in the middle. Uh, JB knows that, uh, you well know, the wife threw it out. That the kid got to it and untied it, uh, so that's where we are now. Uh, but uh, what JB knows, and I'm going to, I'll do, I'll do it twice and what he he knows that the rest of yous don't know, if you're in New York, this is for you. And I don't expect there'd be a lot of yous, but I'm telling you now, on October 6th, it's a Thursday at 7 p.m. in Williamsburg, I'm having a party. If you listen to this show, it's free to get in. So this is not a for-profit thing I'm doing here. I'm not trying to get more cash. In fact, I'm offering food and drinks when we get there, when you get there. But it's still, you know, it's it's, it's still on that keep the riffraff out Studio 54 tip. You got to either text me or email me or DM me that you're coming. So I put your name on the list or they're not going to let you in. So what is this event, Eugene? What is this event? We're going to call it the End of Nowhere. Short, I'm I'm going to extend the stuff from long-duty interview series, the Live Five. I'm going to interview people on stage. You got Lydia Lunch, who you don't know. If you don't know, look her up on the Wong Duty site. Just type in Wong Duty and Lydia Lunch. Sophia Chang, who signed uh, Wu-Tang and RZA. Lena Dawes, a woman heavy metal writer, and Pilar Newton-Katz, one of the animators on uh, Daria. So there'll be DJ, uh, DJ, uh, music, free food, drinks, party. I'm going to talk to those four people in the reverse order of the one I just gave you. And that's it, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. That's it. It's just about hanging out. End of nowhere to kick off. It's marginally a launch for this site that we spin off all these long duty articles to end of nowhere. It's own its own deal. If you live in New York and you want to come to this. You should DM me and I'll put your name on the list. That's it. I'll mention it again toward the end of the show. Uh, this show I could get hurt during because I'm probably just going to be standing or hobbling from place to place. It doesn't require that I actually, you know, do a Boone Welsh show or remember songs or, you know, uh, are loading in gear. Uh, but, yeah, I'm trying not trying to get hurt before October. So there is that November. All bets are off. So this is the, this is the culmination of my 26 year journey with Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and of course, tomorrow, I'll be quitting. <laughs> Fuck this fucking sport. I'm more dangerous than 28, 98% of the people on the planet, and the 2% that I'm not more dangerous, at I got to assume they're as broken physically as I am, so we'll just say, like, hey, hey, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so... So thanks for listening. The show is done. No, nah, the show is not done. We're actually going to talk some real, real MMA. It's a kind of a quiet, sleepy day, at least in Northern California. It's all cloudy. And I don't know if you know about the science of meteoropathy, but it said, you know, that that uh, um, that uh, uh, weather determines your moods. So. <laughs> will you excuse me for being sleepy? (laughs) Um, So anyway, and this I held up because of course this is the publisher uh, taking a real good look. And I got this in the mail. I'm wearing this shirt. This is the publisher that's publishing the memoir, which I've been kicking my ass on and why? another reason I haven't been sleeping because I work during the day. So when am I going to write? Got to write at night. That's what I'm doing at night. So uh, right now we're up to 20. I'm going to cap it when I get to 27 uh that I, i'm just edging up to some filthy sex stories in there not not one so sort of, so sort disturbing of my kids will may, be made miserable for for having read them but you know i got i gotta tell the truth as i see it so that's it so uh where where are we last night where where are the interesting oof last night and 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 i have to say what Eugene that's it on the black belt yeah i think that's it on the black belt I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm getting a round of congratulations from people uh, who who are writing writing me, which is is nice. Um, but these are people who uh, who are all trying to um, trying to murder me. Uh, um. <laughs> so uh, it's coming through in the text. Great. I'll see you dead on the mat. <laughs> a, you really, you don't, You, I know you imagine that when I said, don't do this, that I was joking, but I was not joking. <laughs> Please let me, I'd rather just be a, a mediocre brown belt than a really, really shitty black belt, but whatever, into each life, little rain must false. And there've been worse times. The guys up at, at Jake's place who wish me well, or at Gil's place. Thank you, Danny. And uh, you were one of the early, early, I was supposed to hold, hold this in embargo, but I'm the world's worst spy. Don't tell anybody, Eugene. Yeah. Okay. I I won't tell anybody. I mean, outside of people I've already told and their friends and their Facebook feeds and their Instagram, TikTok things. But outside of that, I'm, I've sworn to secrecy. You know, we're going to torture it out. Torture it out of me. Like the old blues song says, don't start me talking. I'll tell you everything I know. It's just easier for me that way. You know your wife? Yeah. Well, let me tell you. (laughs) No, unless I'm involved, I'm not going to put you on front street. I can keep confidences quite well. If I see you doing something that you shouldn't be doing, mom's a word. You know why? Because it's a New Yorker in me. It's not my business. I always, it cracks me up, you know, as an advice columnist, I'm always seeing how these other advice columnists are working and they're saying like, Oh, you should, you should, this this woman has figured out that her, her mother is having an affair. Guy is figuring out that his mother's having an affair and that they want to think the woman out to, uh, to the father. Right. Uh, And, and, and I'm like, it's none of your business you don't know you don't know what kind of deal they've got going you they call it private lives for a reason you don't fucking know people have done that to me like i went into a restaurant with grace right grace my oldest daughter the waitress comes up to the, to, to us in the restaurant and says hi how are you i go fine great nice to see you again she goes hey how's your wife It's like, yo, I've been giving you good tips for two years, two fucking years, and this is how you repay me. I said, huh, I'd like you to meet my daughter. Be fucking funny. Why don't you be be funny? It's like, you know, look, first of all, I wouldn't make that mistake. A place I go into all the time, you know, I, I go to a restaurant another restaurant. People at restaurants, you got to, you're a priest. Keep your fucking mouth shut. I go to a restaurant and, you know, sometimes these lies jump into your head and you don't even know why you tell them. This woman I'm going to a restaurant with says to me, very simply, a very simple question. I must've been about uh, 23 then. She says, have you eaten here before? And some, I just didn't want to explain the circumstances under which I had been there before, or that like I'm just taking you to a restaurant I had, you know, haven't discovered. I, it was a special, it was like a birthday deal. June. I took her in June. Nice poolside restaurant. She goes, Have you ever oh, this is beautiful? Have you eaten here before? And I said, Nope. I said, No, I haven't. I, we sit our asses down at the table, the entire kitchen staff looks out and goes, Hey, it's the omelet, man. You know what? At that point, I don't like to dissemble. And this is one of the reasons I don't like to dissemble. Because there's nothing to say at that point. <laughs> I just go, here's your menu. And we went to the and we never spoke of it again. And I didn't try to double up and say, oh, I ordered such a big omelet. The last time I was here, Ted, I, I forgot I was here. Ted, yeah, I didn't know. Just stop. Just fucking stop. I had a reason. Whatever the reason was, whatever. Whatever. They knew me from the other other rest. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done. I'm a grown adult male. At 23, this is excusable. Anyway, I, I'm digressing. The fights. UFC fight nights. <laughs> UFC fight nights. There's a disturbing trend, and I'm just going to cut to it right away, because I know Mr. Is, he's got some family stuff to do, but I know Mr. Is was like saying, oh, you know, I thought it was a night of man fights, and then they ended up being, uh, and Steph on Care Don't Care was like, well, it was serviceable fights, and but there's a disturbing undercurrent. Now. I mentioned this on Care, Don't Care. I'm going to re- mention it here again because there's no guarantee that tomorrow at noon that you're going to be paying attention to Care, Don't Care. There's a scene from, and you've heard me. Can't Donald Shalala me on my own show. There's a scene from the movie Empires of the Sun. John Malkovich. Train pulls up with a, a British and, and American prisoners of war to a Japanese prisoner of war camp. The Japanese walk up and open the doors to the cattle car and point to a guy and say, pick up these rocks. And the guy says, sir, by the Geneva Convention, (laughs) I'm glad you're back, man. If you had paid attention, Mr. Monty, you'd have known that we were moving. But that's okay. You're here. You found it. He says, pick up that rock. And he goes, sir, according to the Geneva Convention, I, as an officer of the British And the British Commonwealth, and before he can finish his sentence, the Japanese soldier takes the the rifle butt and knocks him in the face, knocks him on the ground. John Malkovich, who's standing next to him watching this whole thing, jumps out of the cattle car, and the guy goes, I'm okay, I'm okay. And Malkovich looks at him and goes, and picks up the rock. That man's playing real politic. So, to a certain degree, it's going to sound like I'm shitting on people. But I understand the desire to pick up the rock. If you were paying attention to me on the Twitter machine last night, you could uh, you, at the point at which I tweeted out the strings, we can see the strings. I'm talking about a Wizard of Oz reference. We got around the curtain. We're watching the puppets dance, and the puppets are all da- doing saying saying and singing the same tune. The bald one. Oh, my God. He pulled me out of abject poverty. And it's always the bald one affianced, always the bald one affianced to tales of financial woe as an angel of mercy. Apparently, the hit that he the PR hit, the Q, the the Q rating hit he took from having given two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the Nelk boys, who I don't even know who they are. I so actively in inagre- a why I still call him the bald one and why I do not watch the contender series and why I actively, you know, refuse to let this guy into my mental feed. I, Nelk boys don't want to know, don't know, don't tell me. But I'm imagining it has, it. there's a before and there's an after. And okay, giving the waitress a $2,000, $4,000 tip or whatever it was, that was beyond the pay. That wasn't beyond the pay That was that was up to that was up to the line paying off the brazilian hooker okay had to take her to court because they were trying to extort that we could understand that sort of i don't know that his wife was that understanding but with the rest of us we could um nelk boys two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. now anybody watching this show has had a birthday Anybody who's watching the show, even if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you you had birthdays and maybe had people you love or care about. I just say because Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate holidays, um, with the exception of maybe your birthday. I know because I used to date a Jehovah's Witness. That's neither here nor there. Um, We've gotten presents. I've even gotten presents from wealthy people. But nobody. But nobody has given me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Let's go down the list. Nobody has given me two hundred forty thousand. Nobody's given me two hundred thousand. Nobody's going to. Nobody's given me. A, and these are people that are not family members, friends, other dudes who are friends. I'm sure there's some explanation there. I don't want to know. And first of all, his response at the time was "Fuck you. It's my money." I'll do what I want. And that's when he fell into the wily Coyote uh, hole over the cliff and started plummeting to the ground. Fuck you. I'll give my money to whoever I want. Want, want is the one that echoes over time. You wanted to give them $250,000. You wanted to give them $250,000. Now the guys who are having their brains systematically beaten out of their bodies, you do not want to give them money. You, you choose to have different feelings about, well, there's a difference between my money and the Oofsie's money. How come you can't see that? Excuse me, sir. You're going to have to excuse me for not seeing that. I'm sorry, I haven't seen that. I I just imagined things work differently. Oh, look at this! Everybody, look at it. Look at everybody's look at that. The the, the 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 thing. Oh, this is nice. Um, I have to respond to some of these. Right? For those of you who tuned in late, you know I got I got this black belt today, so. Uh, um. So I, I ha- I'm having to respond to things things like that. So he wants he's well, so this I think this created a PR kerfuffle. Of, that was a cult for most of us because there's clearly a before and after. And we're having these very public displays, like the Pharisees, these very public displays of holiness and righteousness, and I am going to give you. Oh, I think you were robbed in this fight. I am going to give you a purse. I am going to give you a bonus. I am going to. I, 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 To counter the steam, that it's a good move. Looking downfield, it's a good move. This Ali Act passes, you're going to need some friends. You're going to need some friends. And the former president might not be around to help you. You're going to need some friends. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends, I got vipers. I don't have friends. Vipers. They got the vipers. That's in my Bismarck. He called back. So there were so many people on this card. Motto, pre ref, or how, how do you pronounce again? whose story was, I couldn't even get an apartment without the Baldwin. I was living in a succession of cars with the Baldwin. You're pulling all these guys off the Contender Series, Chris Barnett from last week. He's like, oh, man, I just love the Baldwin so much. Of course, these guys are going to say stuff like that. their Their heads are not even, their heads are thinking, Monday, back to work at the factory, or here? Listen, let me tell you. If you've had a job and you do something fantastic, like go off on tour, like, yeah, hey, you're in a band, you know, guys in bands. I don't, I, almost most 95% of the people I know in bands are not able to make it as professional musicians. And some of these people are headlining shows, festivals and making, you know, significant amounts of money, not enough to pay for health care or mortgage or house or car insurance or groceries or raise a family of two or three or one. So that means they're going back to work. Some of them have managed to make it work. So they have jobs they like. Gotcha. Some of them don't. I was one. I can't tell you what it's like to play Villette Sonique in Paris in front of 6,000 people on a Saturday and Monday be sitting at your desk at work being screamed at by a fucking lunatic. It's a healthy dose of reality. It's a healthy dose of reality delivered by reality itself. So I'm not going to fault these cats for standing up there and do now what has become a familiar two-step. Take some personal tragedy or woe, put it out there on the table, and hope that the I'm not asking for a handout. I'm asking for a hand out. (laughs) I'm not going to fault these guys for doing that. I'm not. However, it's an ugly fucking look. And if the Baldwin wants to start or stop anything, he should stop that by subsequently increasing the salaries. I'm tired of being the guy. I'm tired of being the guy on that salary thing, but it is disconcerting. You know, at one point, Cain Velasquez told me grappling is simple. The more you do it, the better you get. That's why I use I use Kane uh, as my as one of as one of the story images me rolling with him at AKA. Because I thought about that constantly. When I first started taking karate, and this is a digression, I, I remember you will do these kicks thousands of times, it'll become second nature for you. And I keep waiting, I'm actively resisting doing what people do, which is thinking about grappling in terms of breakdowns, like, you know, okay, I make this like block chaining their moves. I'm trying not to I'm trying to tailor make it to my personal style as it, where it yields to the things that I naturally do and that I have done a thousand times, which accounts for why my jujitsu is so retarded, upper body brutal. Cause that's what I know. And what I'm thinking about, you know, the move I've, I've least caught people in triangle chokes. I'm not trying with the lower back, trying to get my hips up for the bite and swivel my back and put in the bite and throw the legs over. Hey bro. Hey, I'll wrist lock you in a second or kumura you or armbar you or Americana you or Ezekiel you or paper cut you, but I'm not doing the, the, the thing. I'll use the legs for, for sweeping. I'll do that. But triangle choke or that arm, come on, stop with that. Lower body, no. But these guys, yeah, so Whatever. I'm not, I don't want to fault them. I don't want to fault them for taking, for for picking up the rock. But I'm just telling you, when you tell me that the fight was great, like Mr. Is was like, I thought it was a bad night of fights. You do, what you say is context free. This was a great night of fights. And that I'll buy. Context free. It was a great night of fights. I'm 100% willing to buy that. Yeah. Fine, let's go. to Let's talk about the main card. I'm back and forth on the main card. I don't remember who I picked, and somehow we didn't talk about who won or lost the week. I don't know. I don't care because I went to sleep. I I was so disgusted with how the fight went out, and I may have chosen Sandhagen to win. I don't know. I was disgusted enough that the fight went out that I turned it off before before his acceptance, his his you know post fight speech. Turn it off. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck you. Because it, it reminded me of when I was competing at IBJJF. I'd been moving a piano that week, and i had taken the guy down and was passing his guard, and then suddenly all the strength went out from my left hand, I just fell on the mat injured. And I look up, and the guy's jumping around. I go, what are you celebrating? What, you were celebrating the fact that I got fucking injured? that God favored you today? Is that what you're celebrating? And of course the guy derailed it by, by he's, he called me over to meet his wife and said, could you autograph our, our fight book? And I was like, ah, man, he's, you know, it's a good guy, you know? So I, I, but you know, it's the same thing. So Sanhagen, so I go to sleep and San Hagen is like, you know, uh, I'm just disgusted, disgusted. And I started that I had a tough night of non-sleep. Like I said, the raccoons, the wind, the tree murdering me. And uh, I wake up in the morning, Go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. San Hagen's not a piece of shit. This wasn't, if you believe this was accidental, or this like Remco Pardo, that this was a product of somebody wildly, wildly and blindly flailing, you're wrong. You're wrong. I mean, I deliver a slashing elbow. I know one or two things is going to happen. I either knock the guy out or I cut him up. That qualifies as strategy. As strategy. So I woke up in the morning and go, Sandhagen was right. This was a genius move. He was getting, I mean, this was a classic example of old age versus youth. He schooled that kid. He was losing. They, the, you look at the cards before they were neck and neck. Everything that happened that last round was going to determine the, the, who had who, who who won that. You know, everything. So, um, I mean, you know, it, it wasn't like a flyer. It wasn't a hail mary. It was a strategy that worked. Hats off to you, bro. Hats off to you. That kid is young. He's been fighting since he was 15. Also a disturbing fact. He's been a pro since he was 15. The fucking, what country was he? China. Okay. I don't know about this. I had weird feelings about LeBron being a pro from high school. Or or Tiger Woods dropping out of college. Whatever. Okay. The reality of it is, despite my weird feelings about most of the people in the Olympics are much closer to my kids' age than my age. Fact. So it's a win-win. A song comes out of it, not diminished. He is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he should do like many Brazilians before him. He's not Brazilian, but many Brazilians before him and say, I didn't lose that fight. They stopped it. Stop the fight. Apparently, the the, the the doctor thought there was a reason to stop it. You know, I, I can't hold my skin together. It stays together or it doesn't. But, you know. So, uh, so, so, so they both come out. Sanhagen is now in the top four, non-executive gatekeeper, can talk. And they said, who do you want to fight? Go somebody above me. Right, that's what the guy who's number four should say. I'll take three, I'll take two, I'll take one. Now, we want to jump a line. Give me any of those guys. Don't give me these bumps behind me. I did you a favor with this guy with number 10 here. Did you a favor? That's time is done. Rodriguez and and, and uh, 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 Chi-Chi Bang Bang, all the makers of a great fight. These guys have tremendous upside. Both of them have show quality, have some, what some would call that it, that bang bang power. I don't say I'm depressed by these. These guys are both over 30 or just 30 and over 30 grown adult males, gone through life, figured stuff out. At this point now, this is like discovering that you, whatever. I, I don't feel as bad. I, you know, I don't, I, I, I want, I think I wanted Chitty to win, win, but both of these guys come out of this thing renewed. He's just, he's the same banger he was before, it was a great come from behind story for Rodriguez. Maybe Chitty had some problems with his cardio, I don't know. But I find myself comfortably ensconcing both of these guys in the care category. I cared before, I care even more after. This fight was just stakes in the ground. Maybe minor league indication that one guy's going up and one guy's dithering to the side, but I don't know that. What other the fight? Let me let me let me let me let me because I, I did watch five of the fights. So let me see the UFC UFC fight night, um, because they're the ones the ones I do want to talk about, um, that I wasn't nearly you know people are talking. It's like you do forget that I'm watching what you're watching, right? Here we go. So uh, Andre Feely and Bill Algeo. This was a weird fight. And, I, and when I talked about it, I care, don't care. I said, there's a guy I went to college with. Now, he doesn't know me for shit. But I've met this guy a few times, both in class and work situations. I think we worked in food service together. He was a golfer. I believe his name was Tom Wilson the fact that I remember his name is not an indication of the fact that he had a memorable name or that he was memorable in any way outside of the fact that he was memorable for how unmemorable he was. And I said at a certain point, that guy, Tom, would make the world's perfect spy. Because the second you've met him, you've forgotten that you've met him. He's incredibly nondescript. He's a dime a dozen. This guy is like, he is like, he is like, you know, a mirrored mannequin you don't see anything you just get you get back what you and a generalized good feeling about tom wilson what tom wilson what tom so at the end of andre feely and bill Alger, the Alger, i can honestly say i don't remember who won i said that this morning recording care don't care and i didn't remember and they told me mere hours later i still do not remember I had to call it up to figure out that Andre Feely won a decision. This was, you know, what Steph charitably called a fight. It wasn't a good it wasn't a great fight. It wasn't a bad fight. It was just a fight. If I start to drill down too much and look at the pimples on his face, I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna be sad to find out how much how much money these guys made. I will not like it. But it has to happen. The baseballization of MMA. You got so many games during the year. There's going to be someone that are just like, eh. I guarantee you, wherever the bald one was, he, he, his excitement for that night had nothing to do with guys in that cage. It had to do with the Canelo fight that came up later. Joe Pfeiffer and uh, Alan uh, Amidelski, because I get not pronounce the guy's name. And is he won round one KO. That was a completely unremarkable uppercut. Oh, Eugene, you're a hater. Whatever. Fuck, bro. I will not remember this after the show is over, his uppercut. I'm glad he won. I'm glad that Baldwin made it possible for him at whatever age he is to get an apartment. Tanner Bozer against Rodrigo Nascimento for, for 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 Hera for Shera. I think it's time for Bozer to go. We're talking heavyweights. We're not in any conversation that makes sense for him in heavyweights. I got you. Um, and then the other fights were, uh, yeah, Giacchia was out. And that, that, that's, that's it. There are, there are other fights. I don't want people can tell me, oh, you need to watch. People, what did they say? They, you need to watch Hernandez. That's a good fight. And I don't know whether uh, there was one of the fights that people, oh, here we go. Here we go. I'll take a look at it. I was told to watch Damon Jackson against Sabatini um, and uh, 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 Luca Bumi Told to watch that one and Jillian Robertson, that one. And that was, and Mata, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah, But Joe Piper, I didn't see, I didn't see the promo for it, but, uh, the crawly, stuff. I'm, I'm, Like I said, but I can't blame them for picking up the rocks. You got to do what you got to do. And certainly, it's not like I've done any better. I was 10 years at Ozzy dealing with the kind of treatment that guys I grew up with would punch people in the face for. And I took it. Why? Very simple reason. Need the money. Well, did you need the money that bad? Not about making my. I asked a friend of mine, his wife had stopped having sex with him. I go, why don't you just... Your professor, you have access to colleagues that are smart and attractive. Why don't you just fuck the women that you work with? He goes, "Do you fuck the women you work with?" I go, "No." And he's like, "Well, I don't either." I go, why not? He goes, "I don't want to make my life more complicated." Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't look at it as get my ends off. I don't look at it as a complication. But I could, I could see. I can see what you're saying. So I'm not asking you guys to to make your lives more complicated. I wasn't, looking. Hey, boss is doing some, you know, substandard thing and I'm sucking it up. I'm making a choice to do that because I'm not trying to make my life more complicated. I don't want to have to think about you other than every two weeks, but you pay me. So that means I have to, if you want me to. Want, again, the word want. I find people's wants are very unreliable in other words i find they want all kinds of weird unhealthy shit yeah yeah so so that was, that was that was that was a fight night and they're not fights we they're not fights now for 2 weeks for whatever reason i don't know i, I mean, whatever i don't we need, we need a break anyway i need a break i need a break Sadly, there's a fight coming up on October 22nd. Um, I don't imagine I'll be back in time to see it, which makes me sad. I think it's, uh, who the fuck is it? It's the, the Olivera against uh, Islam Makachev. And, and, and I have to say, I largely hope that it's an exciting fight. I'm not going to call my shot this far out. I hope it's an exciting fight. Much like Emmett Smith, who amazed me, not because of what he did, but because of what he did for as long as he did without being hobbled like many other people in that position, I'm going to say about Khabib that I find his, st- his fight style fundamentally boring. What he was gifted with was matchmaking that made his fight style inevitable though it is. you never He never beat anybody that surprised you how he beat them. And unless you were, then let me know. But his matches were such that the fights themselves, when it came around to that part, it's like hearing the drop, you know, at a techno show. When it came about to came came around to the part that you know and loved, it was like such a glorious relief. Like, oh, here he goes. He's figure four in the bottom legs. and sitting on his knees, so dude can't get up. Next is gonna be the choke. It's that master ensemble shit, and you're happy. What happened is what you expected to happen, and it happened, and it happened in the midst of other things that you didn't expect. So it feels like the, 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 the rabbit jumps out of the head. You're like, ah, I always do that rabbit. was coming? I love that rabbit. Or oh, the Grateful Dead gets to the Space Jam portion of the show, because, ah, it's so familiar. It's a try and true Islam. I He can't do much better than fight Olivera but there's a strong possibility that he might actually successfully be able to make this a really boring fight. I don't know. At this point now, I'm not calling my shot, but I'm just hoping that it's an exciting fight. That's in October. There are other fights coming up two weeks from now in September. We called our shot. It's 14 fights on the card. Uh, I only have five cares that should tell you all you need to know. Henceforth in the future, when it's five cares, if it's fewer than a third of the card, then I will only watch the cares. That's my new standard. Why? Why? Because I can't be posted up from fucking 3 o'clock to 10 o'clock when I got a kid in the family. Honest to God, I can't. If it's a, if it's a card, a 14 fight card, and there are 12 cares on it, then that's a special night. I can tell you right now, or Johnny Joni, Francis Nganu, that's a special night. Not gonna do this to the kid, not every week. So I'm glad we got the two weeks off. I'm glad it's rainy and sleepy time. I'm even glad that I got this black belt around my neck. Hmm. Hmm. I think what's gonna happen is, let me let me let me see if I can if I can give you a little sense of uh the future. I think much like I quote the guy who I quote in the Substack piece, Harley Flanagan who told me once in a moment of great clarity, he said, listen, jujitsu is what I do with my friends. I was like, oh man, I like that. I like that. So I, I found that I, I, as, as a lifestyle choice that I've woven jujitsu in, in, in the same way that your local neighborhood bar might've done for guys back in the sixties. Right. I'm at the bar. I'm like, hanging out. There's Jimmy. Hey, there's Steve. Hey, look, at Carmine. How you doing? But sometimes, you know, it's a guy trying to make his bones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, the guy is going really hard on me. And I look at him. I'm like, you know, I'm going to get through this role. I want to practice some moving movement. I'm going to try to sweep you, try to elevate you. Maybe, you know, try to get a half guard and go from half guard to a sweep. I was trying, trying stuff, good old time. And the glue went kind of hard and I was like, okay, activated. Plus I want to push it. I want to see if my cardio is working. I got these, these Boonewell shows coming up. I want to start, start moving. And I could see the guy was like, oh shit. Oh shit. He's looking at my face to see if I'm angry. I'm not angry. It's just emotional content. I'm moving. And I could see it never had dawned on him that I was just playing before. It's like the Johnny Boney journey thing. I still think, and the reason why he still gets my interest or excitement or attention is because I still think we've never seen him go very much over 50% in terms of digging down deep. Maybe the fight, the first fight against Gustafson. Maybe. I don't say he did against uh, 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 the Hammer, Maletas, and I don't say he did against... uh, the cat who's now a history lesson, Dominic Reyes. Is said, no, who am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Dominic Reyes. But against from the first one, yeah. As evidenced by how badly dismasted the, uh, 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 gu- the mauler was afterward, he knew how close he was. And he also knew he would never be that close again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at look at Mr. RM. He didn't show up today. Apparently, me getting a black belt didn't really matter to him. He's one of the guys who's gonna try to kill me next week. Incidentally. Those of you who are on the show who are wondering what I was talking about, it's Mr. Merrill. <laughs> look at the haters that come out of the woodwork. It's all right. Let's we'll see you on the mat. I'm on full alert, people trying to murder me. Just don't try to murder me too hard before October. That's all I'm saying. Or I mean before November. Which is October, Rocktober to some of us. So, um, so anyway, um, I'm glad to have a break from MMA for a bit. If you haven't read "Look What You Made Me Do," which is the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, you should read it. It's almost a tribute to underachiever underachiever <clears throat> guys like Ryan Merrill, who's now had his name mentioned three times in the show. So he should be pretty happy about that. He's actually helped me in a significant way with some of this physical therapy stuff. So I, I can't really take it out on him too badly. He, he used to be a semi-talented body worker, I guess, before he went high tech and has actually helped. So this is version a two, a three, a zero of the S. Robinson Show Stomper. Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live Tuesday I'm guessing that what happens is uh, Kid Nate and Alexi and I are finishing off the metal evolution. Apparently there was some kind of kerfuffle that I'm blind to. I'm emotionally tone deaf. Anytime somebody starts out, I feel, I, I think I feel I'm out. I just stop listening. I can't. It turns off. Once again, if you are in New York or plan to be in New York October 6th and you want to come to the party, Send me a DM. I also finally, I talked about the up-and-coming comedian as well as a great post-rock musician for uh, the new versions of the Live Five. They have both turned in their things. Uh, if I get my act together, I can run one next week and the one the week after. So you should know these are coming. long Duty, the Live Five. To be spun off into this event that gets kicked off September 29th, if you're in London, they won't fly me to London, but whatever. Other people will be there. They will fly me to New York. We'll see you there. Hmm? Ah, Amsterdam. Yeah, well, we're not going to go there, but I was hoping I, they would send me to London. But uh, I may be there with Bunuel. For sure, I will be at the Doom Festival in Nijmegen, Mr. Monty, if you have any interest in going to that DM me, I'll put you on the Boonwell list, you're getting it for free, we can hang. But this is the end of the show. The kid is still sleeping, so I shall not scream. But if we live through next week, there'll be a show next week. I'll see you then. Until then. I can hear through the wall. She's still I can she's, she's snoring. Oh, Mr. Is, your timing is perfect. Look what you made me do! <laughs>